guys. I like you guys know that I like question comments. Michael Aaron Troy. Let's go through the names again. We have Akiva Drazdin. You guys know that. Shalom, you know Akiva Drazdin is in the house now. He's currently in Yeshiva. Like I told you, it's worth it for everybody to come back just to just to get a bracha from Akiva. We have oh Avi Lichter's here. Is that Avi? Yeah, it looks like it. Shua, Yehuda Mattel, Horace Yehuda, wow, Yehuda Siegfried, Yoni Peretzman, who also just got married, Shai Tabak, who just got married. And then let's begin. Okay, Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is a very confusing day. The reason it's confusing is because it has, are you? Are we recording? Rosh Hashanah is very confusing. The reason it's confusing is because it has an aspect of um, eating and a su'uda, right? It has a meal. We there's a there's a machlokas whether even there's a simchas yamtiv that there's a happiness of of the day. Um, it's a machlokas whether there's a simchas yamtiv of Rosh Hashanah. Now Rosh Hashanah is yom hadin. Rosh Hashanah is a day of judgment. So how could it be that we're supposed to get haircuts? We're supposed to. Um, it's the first day of aserasi made teshuva. So if it's the first day of Aseris Mechuvah, so wouldn't it be much easier to have Rosh Hashanah be a day or two days where we fast, we daven, and let's just keep it simple. Part of what's challenging about Rosh Hashanah is the fact that it's like a paradox. A paradox, it's like confusing. On one hand, we're being judged for our life, whether we're going to live or die. Mi umi And the Gemara says, why don't we say halal? The reason we don't say halal is why? Because it says there's sifrei chayim v'sifrei meisim or munachim lefanecha. Imagine you're in in the world and Hashem is saying you're going to live, you're chas v'shalom going to die. And of course, it's not just talking about death, physical death. Let me ask you guys a question. If a Russia survived this past year, does that mean he was written in sifrei shal tzadikim? And you have a tzadik who dies. So that he was written in the Sifran of Rishayim, Sifran Shalmesim. So what's the answer? The answer is that we're not dealing with just physical life and physical death. We're dealing with spiritual life and spiritual death. And that what happens is, is that we don't recognize many times that more important is Sifrei Chaim of Ruchnius, of what is the value of my life. What do I live my life for? Tzadikim bimisasam nekroim chayim. A tzadik, even when he's dead, is called alive. And a rasha, even when he is alive, he's called dead. So we are right now at a time, it's called shasakana, where we need to beg Hashem. We need to beg Hashem and ask Hashem, Hashem, we want this year to be a year where have rachmana. So that's the paradox. The paradox is that there are people who are going to be chas v'shalom, put in sifran shalmesim, and chas v'shalom, they're going to be people who are literally physically going to die, and people who are spiritually going to die, and what do we do? We eat. Some people hold that there's simchas yamtiv. How do we work with that? How do we deal with that? It's very confusing. If Rosh Hashanah was just like Yom Kippur, it would be much more simple. Why? What would we do? If it was Yom Kippur, we would sit there and we would fast, and we would say, Hashem, I beg you, I beg you, I beg you, please put me into the proper book. 
So why are we eating and drinking and saying good yomtiv? Well, what's going on? On one hand, it says you have to be confident that you're going to have a great year. On the other hand, so why don't we say Hallel? Why don't we go ahead and say Hallel and say, yes, I'm confident everything's going to be great. So this paradox, this mixture of the day needs, needs a little bit of an understanding. So I think the best way to really approach Rosh Hashanah for all of us is not to really focus on what Hashem is doing, but to focus on what's my job, right? Many times we've spoken about this. And that is that when a person is in someone else's business, you get confused. If I'm trying to control Hashem, you can't control Hashem. You're trying to control somebody else, you can't control somebody else. The only thing that a person can control, barely control, is ourselves. And what does Hashem want for us on Rosh Hashanah? It's very ironic. Rosh Hashanah is Rosh, the head of the year. What does that mean? It means that Hashem wants each and every one of us to take full responsibility for our life. Hashem wants each and every one of us to say, Hashem, you are the king. Hashem, you are the king. Hashem, I want my life this year to be a life of Zachreinu Lachaim Melech Chafetz Bachayim, Vichasveinu Besefer Achayim. I want life, I want life, I want life, I want life. Why? Lemancha Elohim Chayim. I want to be part of your world. I want to bring Kfoid Shamayim to your world. I want food. I want money. I want health. Why? I want a good sleep. I want a good spouse. I want good parnasa. I want good things. Why? Lemancha Elohim Chayim. Because I want to be someone who changes myself, who changes the world, who is somebody who's able to really, really work on oneself in order to bring Kvoid Shamayim, to make this world a place of shine, of light, to be a Kiddush Hashem. It's not so much what Hashem is going to decide. That's His business. It's Hashem's business what He's going to decide on me. But I don't, it doesn't matter what Hashem's going to decide on me. What matters is what am I going to decide on me? As it says in Nisana Toikif, in one of the heaviest tefillas of the day, it says, Viyad kol adam chaysam Each and every one of us sign our name. We sign our life this year. We're the ones who decide what type of year we're going to have. What's scary, the reason it's paradoxical, is because you have people who don't decide to have a great life, and they don't decide for ruchness. What's the reason that in the morning after Rosh Hashanah, the morning of, right? We have the night of Rosh Hashanah, the next morning, you don't say to anybody, Aksiva v'chasima tova. Why not? Because Aksiva means that we're still writing. Because what does the Gemara say? That if you're a tzaddik, you're immediately written in the book of Sadiqim. If you're a Russia, you're immediately written in the book of Rishayim. And a Bainani is, we're not sure what you are. We're not sure. That's a written, written. What do we say? A Gemara chasima tova. Why do we say a Gemara chasima tova? 
because we assume that every person made a decision to make the year that he wants to make. And it's upon each and every one of us. Rosh Hashanah is for us. Rosh Hashanah is for us to be mamlech Hashem and to say, Hashem, whatever world you're going to put me, whatever you're going to do, it doesn't matter. I am here to serve you. I am committed. You know, in every relationship, a lot of married chevra here, every relationship, it's not whether things are going well or things are not going well. We're getting along, we're not getting along. Every relationship has its ups and downs. We all know that. Any beautiful relationship is going to have its ups and downs. Why do some relationships thrive and some relationships don't thrive? You know why? What's your commitment to the relationship? How committed? Who's more committed? Who's more committed? Right? The, the new song that we sing in Yeshiva all the time, Shalom Weisberg, you love the song. The new song that we sing in Yeshiva a lot is what? What's the song? The song is Everlasting Love. Everlasting Love. What does it say? From the mountains. As it go, will crumble and the hillside will fade away. But my love for you will not end. Yeah? Will not end. Now, whose love are we talking about? But my love for you will never end. Are we talking about Hashem or are we talking about us? My love for you will never end. Is that Hashem talking or is that us talking? When we say in Mariv, Who's talking? Hashem's talking? My love for you will never end. Is Hashem telling me my love for you will never end? Or we're saying my love for you, Hashem will never end. Know what the answer is? The answer is, it's not our business. Hashem loves us. Hashem forgives us. Hashem wants us. What's your commitment to Hashem? What's your mamlech? A mamlech Hashem. Hashem, you're the king. You are my king. I'm going to be committed to you. That's what Rosh Hashanah is. Rosh Hashanah is not about my Averis. People don't know that. Nothing to do with my Averis. Hashem says, I don't, we're not even dealing with that virus. We'll deal with that Yom Kippur time. Right now, it's my commitment. And everyone has that kasha. What's the kasha? Why don't we just start off, right? Everyone has that kasha. Why don't we start off with Yom Kippur, cleanse myself, and then go to Rosh Hashanah? Why are we starting off a new year dirty? Let's start off a new year clean. So you know what I say on that shot? What's the, what is, what's the test of a great relationship? When everything is great, and everybody is clean, and everyone is doing perfect, or the test of a relationship is when things are not going well, and I'm committed anyway, when I'm not in the mood. That, that Rosh Hashanah is, is where the every Yom Tov is usually what? The 15th of the month, when the moon is in its... And it's shining. Bakes Eliom Chagenu, Rosh Hashanah is where there is no moon, where the moon is hidden. When I'm Malchuscha, Malchus Kol Oilamim, as the Kutzker Rebbe says, I'll explain the Malchus, Malchus Kol Oilamim in a second. The, the Kutzker Rebbe says, Where is Hashem? Hashem is where? Where you let him in. Are you letting Hashem in your life, even if your things are not going well? When the going get tough, the tough get going. What does that mean? When things are difficult. It's that you have a virus. 
We have Averis. We haven't finished the, the, the process of Teshuva. And what am I saying? I'm saying, Hashem, you are the king. They say a story of a guy in the kingdom that he was he was uh, caught with doing something wrong and they put him to sentenced him to death. In a month, you're going to die. They put him in the jail. They put him in the dungeon. And they said it was the king's birthday. And on the day of the king's birthday, he threw a massive party for the king. Long live the king. Long live. The guy was on death row. The guy was going to be killed in three weeks later. And he was throwing a party. Long live the king. Long live the, the king heard about it. He brought the guy to, 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 to him. And he says, why are you throwing a party? You're on death row. He says, what does it have to do with me being on death row? I am a servant of the king. I'm part of your kingdom. And long live the king. And the king says, I like this guy. I like this guy. It's not about me. It's about him. It's not about us. Rosh Hashanah is not about us. It's about Hashem. It's about my commitment to Hashem. It's not about my guilty. It's not about sitting and being sunken. Oh, yeah, I did this wrong. Oh, yeah, I did that wrong. I tell this to everybody. Rosh Hashanah is before Yom Kippur. Why? Because you don't take care of your wife. You don't wash the dishes. And your wife yells at you or she says to you, she says, honey, I can't deal with this anymore. You don't do the dishes for an entire year. You didn't wash the dishes. So what are you going to do? What's the first step? I'm not going to ask. It's not an open conversation. So for those, I see I have Rami Fogel's on here. Oh, a chassan, he can learn this. And the married guys for sure. What would you tell What would you tell your wife? What are you going to say? You're going to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She'll say, okay, great, you're sorry. How many times are you going to say you're sorry? How many times are you going to say you're sorry? Did you do the dishes? You didn't do the dishes. So you're apologizing, 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 apologizing. I don't care if you apologize. Do the stupid dishes. So what does Hashem say? Hashem says, listen, let's begin. The best way to do it would be, honey, your, your wife comes to you and says, you didn't do the dishes, you didn't do the dishes, you didn't do the dishes. What do you do the next morning while she's sleeping? You get up an hour early, you wash the dishes, and you say, honey, even though I messed up, I am committed to do the dishes, and you do the dishes. Talk is cheap. Then a week later, when you did the dishes, two weeks later, when you did the dishes every day, you could sit down and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hashem doesn't want to hear our sorry. You know what Hashem wants to hear from us? That's Yom Kippur. We'll deal with Yom Kippur when it's Yom Kippur time. Yom Kippur is about I'm sorry. Rosh Hashanah is about commitment. Rosh Hashanah is, I don't know what's going to be next year, but I know I'm going to put my best foot forward and give it the best year that I could give it. I'm going to be committed to make the changes because you're the king, because you're my father, you're my everything. I want to create. Hashem put us all in this world to do and to do and to change and to grow. All of our mistakes, all the things, there's a big difference between, I have it written down over here, there's a big difference between guilt and responsibility. Guilt is focusing on what I did wrong. I'm guilty. I did wrong. I did wrong. Being responsible is how can I make changes. Rosh Hashanah is not about guilt. Rosh Hashanah is about taking responsibility. Ein melech beloi am. What type of king, right? Charata is responsibility. Charata is, oi, I feel bad. I got to make a difference. If you're 
guilt. I did wrong. I did wrong. I did wrong. That's self-centered. That's what got you in the in this place to begin with. You were self-centered. You weren't committed. You didn't take responsibility to go ahead and say, you know what? I'm going to live a life. I'm going to be dedicated. That's why Rosh Hashanah is a very, very difficult day a little bit because, because we get confused and we start saying, oh, I'm supposed to feel bad. I'm supposed to feel, you're not supposed to feel bad on Rosh Hashanah. You're supposed to be very, very committed to Hashem where you are. Basher, that's why we read Basher Husham. That's why we read about Yishmael and we read Basher Husham, which means stand where you are on your post, exactly where you are, and stand and say, yes, I might be 30% active. I might have done 20% of my potential this past year. But you know what? I'm going to be committed even though I only gave 20%. Wouldn't it be great if we were cleansed first? We're totally great. Now I'm committed. That's called a fair weather fan. What does that mean? Oh, now you're committed because your team's winning? The greatest people, the greatest leaders, the greatest teams were the ones when we invest in the team, when they're on the low stock market, when you're not committed, when you, when you came off of a year, a full year, you come off of a summer, and you go ahead and say, even with my Averis, I'm committed to serve you, Hashem, Ba'asher Husham, Shal Nalecha Me'al Raglechas, the Chavetz Chaim's yard site. Chavetz Chaim's yard site today. You guys, Chavetz Chaim's yard site. What does that mean? We think that great people, great people we think had it all easy. We think great people, they were all clean the whole time. Great people didn't make mistakes. No, that's not what makes somebody great. What makes someone great is with your mistakes, you bring that and you say, yes, I am human. Yes, I've made mistakes. But I am willing to commit myself to you with all of me. As Shmuley Adler, Hatzadik, said, Kulchem. It's one of the things I'm going to send out to you guys, the uh, six things to focus on on Rosh Hashanah. One of them is Kulchem. Hashem wants all of us. You guys know the story. I'm going to say it again. The famous story of uh, that I've said over, but it's worth it to say it. This is Mamish Rosh Hashanah of the guy that every year they would tell someone that you're going to stand post for the king. They would send out a letter and say, you're going to be there, sitting there, standing in front of the king as he walks by your village. And they picked Yankel, we'll call him Yankel, and they picked Yankel to stand post and to stand and to wait for the king and to stand here on his post. And he got a letter in the mail that said, in a week from now, two weeks from now, the king is going to pass by you and you're going to stand in your village like this. You're going to put on a nice tie. You're going to have a shirt. You're going to look great. And you're representing the king. And this guy couldn't wait. He got his haircut. He got a new suit. He's all good. He's ready. He, he cleansed himself. He's ready to be there to say, I am representing the king. What happened? He hears the, the, the trumpets go and the king is on his way on his way coming. He says, oh, great. It was very hot outside. He's sweating. His shirt's getting a little damp. He doesn't feel right. And right behind him was a river. And he says to himself, you know what? I have five minutes. Let me go wash myself. Let me cleanse myself. So I'm all ready to stand post for the king. And what does he do? He goes down the river. And as he's down in the river, he looks up 
And he goes, oh my gosh, I am in big, big trouble. I'm in massive trouble. I'm not going to make it. I don't have time to get dressed. And the king is ready to pass by his post. And he's thinking to himself, I got to show up. I can't not show up. That would be the biggest busha, biggest embarrassment if the king comes by and no one's standing there. So I got to show up and I got to stand at my post, but I don't have time to get dressed. So what did he do? He held his clothing and he runs up holding his clothing naked. Naked, holding his clothing. And he has tears. He's crying. He's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. But he's standing there as a naked guy, standing there embarrassed. But he says, I got to hold my post with all of my embarrassment, with all of my avarice, with all of my stuff. And he stands and the king walks by and the king looks at him. And the king says, wow, this is the most beautiful post I've seen. Why? Because you're committed to me. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about looking good. It's not about feeling good. It's about dedication. It's about commitment. It's about through thick and thin. That's the soldier that Hashem wants. That's the servant. That's the son that Hashem wants. That even when we go through our hard times, even when we have our Averis, to show up after Yom Kippur and to say, Hashem, now I'm ready because now I'm clean, that doesn't say much about us. To show up now, that's what it's about. So Rosh Hashanah, in a certain way, is a strong day. Rosh Hashanah is a day of pride. Obviously, it's a day where we're a little bit hesitant. Why? Because we know that Hashem is judging us. We know in the back of our mind that Hashem is judging us. But in a certain way, we don't care. Let me, let me say that better. It, it, it doesn't really make a difference to us what Hashem is going to do. Because I'm there standing in front of Hashem no matter what. And I'm going to show up no matter what, even if I'm rejected, even if I don't look good, even if I don't smell good. I'm going to show up and be there and be me. Because that's what Hashem wants from me. And the irony is, that's why we don't do any, we no al hate on Rosh Hashanah. We don't talk about hate. You're not allowed to eat a, 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 what's it called? A nut. That is gematria egos is gematria chet a walnut. Why? Because chet we don't want to mock. Why don't we want to mention anything about chet? The reason we don't want to mention anything about chet is because that is about ego, etching, right? Etching God out. Ego. God is out of when it's all about oh I did this wrong and I did that wrong. It's not about Hashem. It's not about that. It's not about it's not about Hashem judging me wrong that I did this. It's about me. Showing up and saying, yeah, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm nervous. Yeah, I know what I did a month ago. I know what I did two weeks ago. I know what I did yesterday. And I know I did things wrong. But, but I'm going to come up there with, with wounded. I'm going to come up there bleeding from the wounds that I have. That's, a, that's the sign of a good soldier. That's the sign of a good son. That, uh, that Tati, Tati. I'm, I'm dedicated. I'm, I'm there for you. I'm going to be mamlech you. I'm going to say, Hashem, hu Kim. I'm going to say, Hashem, you are the melech. You are my king. 
You know, they say one of the reasons we blow shoifer, I think with Yonis and Eibschitz, was just his yard site a few days ago. What is 12.30? Oh, well. All right, time flies. Okay, I'll end off with this because I got to go say slichas. I'm going to just end off with this last thing. And uh, this is way too short, okay, but better short than than nothing. Um, I want to say like this. Rabbi Yonison Ibshit said, why do we blow shoifer? The reason we blow shoifer is they used to blow shoifer in order to bring, I'm wrapping up, to, to bring, to, to, they would blow the shoifer in order to say the court case is beginning. They used to blow in town when the Bate Bezdin used to open up and they're beginning the court case. They go, now we can have the court case. Says Rebionis and Ibshitz. I think Rebionis and Ibshitz says this. He says that we blow the shoifer and we bring ourselves into court. You hear that? We, right? You wouldn't want to bring yourself to court. You push off the court case if it's life or death. You push it off. I don't want to go to court. We say we're willing to come to court. Not because we're Bali Gaiva that we think we're going to be innocent. It's because we recognize that Hashem is the king. Hashem is the judge. And we are humble to, to say, Hashem, be the king. Be the king of the world. I want you to be my king. It's one of the things we say when we say now, Hasham the Baganum, Tzadik. I'll call up all in. You know how hard that is to let go? You know how hard it is to let go to say, Hashem, I trust you. I trust you to do whatever is best. I trust you to judge me favorably. I tr- trust you to judge me. I'm bringing myself into court. We're blowing the shofar saying, I'm bringing myself into court because Hashem, whatever you do, I totally trust. Could you imagine le- letting go? There's no greater connection to Hashem than letting go, saying, Hashem, whatever you do. Obviously, it's a high madrigue because you get nervous. You're like, uh-oh, what's he going to do to me? But when you let go, you say, Hashem, I trust you. That's what it's about. That's Amuna. That's the R of Rosh Hashanah. L'david Hashem Oiri. Oiri zu Rosh Hashanah. That light of Hashem. That light of Hashem. I had this Ha'ara the other day, and I'll end off with this. Mamash had this Ha'ara the other day. You know, Baruch Shem, I have to raise a lot of money. And it doesn't always come in. The money doesn't always come in when I want it to come in. Sometimes I get frustrated. I'm human. I get frustrated. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I, I call everybody, do my Shabbos. And then it hit me. I think it was over Shabbos. And I said to myself, I just want to share this with everybody. I said to myself, if I really, really trust Hashem, so what am I worried about? What am I worried about? It's not that I need the money to come. It's do I believe that this is what's best for me? People think that bitachon and amuna means it's going to work out. It's not that it's going to work out. That's not emunah bitachon. Emunah bitachon doesn't mean everything's going to work out at the end. It means I trust that Hashem, whatever Hashem does, is beautiful. And that's exactly the way it's supposed to be. And I know that He cares for me. And I know that He loves me. And I know that He wants my best interest. And I know that whatever He does is awesome. Even if it's seemingly bad. Because I know that Hashem cares for me. That's what Rosh Hashanah is about. Rosh Hashanah is about, it's not about making it passing through and making Rosh Hashanah, I hope I survive. That's not what Rosh Hashanah is about. Rosh Hashanah is connecting myself to Hashem and realizing that 
I have the ability to have a relationship with the Melech of the world, the King of the world, the King of me, my Father, the one in heaven who loves me, who wants me, who's close to me. And I have the ability to, to, to reestablish my relationship with Hashem. Okay, amazing, everyone. Oi. Okay, please send your questions or comments. I can't do it right now because I have to go say slichas or do slichas. Um, great to see names coming up over here. Um, I'm sorry I can't see everybody. I look forward. Hashem should help us all. The most important thing we can take out of this little sharing uh, conversation a little bit is, is, is think of what I'm doing. Don't think too much about Hashem. What am I doing? I'm able to be Mamlech Hashem. That's the Avod of Rosh Hashanah. It's not about you're a bad guy, you're a good guy, you did Averus, you know, that's Yom Kippur. Now it's about Hashem, I'm there for you. Hashem, I'm there for you. I'm dedicated to you. And ask yourself, what's your percentage of your commitment to Hashem? And in what areas are you more committed? What areas are you less committed? Get yourself your own inventory. Not, I'm going to get punished for more, for less commitment. I'm going to get rewarded for more commitment. No, what, figure out what my commitments are and how I could strengthen my commitments in every area. This area I might be 5%, put it up to 6%. This area might be 20%, do 22%. Doesn't have to be perfect. The only reason we want to be perfect is because of our ego. As far as my commitment to Hashem, I want to be more committed this year than I was last year. That's our goal. Love you all. Unbelievable. Just to see the names, this is too too short for me. Would love to next time get a more interactive chat. Have a Oh, I see Yitzi Weinstein. Hachasin, Yitzi, I miss you, Yitzi. We have, I have Yitzi's two brothers, Baruch Shem, Yehuda and Matis. Wow, unbelievable. I just saw your name come up, Yitzi. Hachasin. Hey, amazing. Everyone should be Zoha. Everybody, let us together, let us, let us together strengthen each other to commit ourselves more to Hashem, because Hashem, Rabbah, as we say every day, Rabbah emunasecha. Hashem has faith in us. That's why you're alive. Hashem believes in you. We have to believe in Hashem. Hashem believes in all of us. Otherwise, we wouldn't be alive. He has a mission. What? Someone just got married and having a hard time connecting. Oh, sorry. Okay, I can't really see this. I'll read this later afterwards. Oh, what an unbelievable. Yeah, I hear. It's hard. Okay. I'll, we should send out the slichas uh, shear that it's I gave. It's on the chat. It's on the shear chat. It's on the shear chat. Okay, we could talk weiter. Okay, please send out more messages like that, and we'll try and respond. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, good to see everybody. Uh, miss you all. And Hashanah Teva, Techasemu, Vesechasemu, La'alta Chaim Tovim Roshalom, Shia Gazunti year to everybody. And keep on strengthening yourselves. Keep on going. Keep on knocking, knocking, knocking. Knocking on heaven's door. That's what we got to do. Keep on knocking and knocking and knocking. Because Hashem will open up, I promise. Take care.